Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the shoe program. Thanks for tuning in. Fellas, how y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing great. Doing great. Great. Can't complain. Cannot complain. Yep, yep. We had a great weekend on the beta. We'll definitely hop into that in a second. But uh, first and foremost, let's talk about your boy, Mark Ime Doka. Let's talk about Ime for a minute. Ime Udoka, boy. Let me tell you about the guy who was taking the biggest L of the year to end it off. For those who don't know, I I was just going to give a little preface real quick. For those who don't know, Ime Udoka is slash was the head coach of the Boston Celtics and is going through a lot of drama right now uh, with a female staff or employee that he was caught having sexual relations with. But, uh, Mark, take it away, bro. So... This situation is very touchy, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try to very tread lightly on this. But basically, it has been allegedly spoken that Ime Udoka has been messing around with one of the VP's wives, which is also very scandalous because he's married to the one and only Nia Long himself. So the internet didn't really take too well to hearing this news and also the sports arena didn't really take too well to hearing this news and it was very very kind of salacious in the media from people like Stephen A. Smith speaking on the situation and also Matt Barnes you know the beige Avenger himself speaking on the situation himself and um, at first you know it was great jokes people were just wondering oh man how could one cheat on Nia Long like how could you and you know we all the we all just kind of believe this very surface idea uh, of what may have occurred and then also with how the Boston Celtics handled it they just suspended him for the entire season which is one thing but then when things started getting a little tricky and you know you kind of got TMZ and all these other media outlets involved and even Matt Barnes himself kind of retracted a statement and even Stephen A. Smith retracted a statement saying that they spoke out of turn on this situation is because apparently what has been already revealed to the public isn't everything and what's actual facts that media outlets know but have not spoken on it's apparently way worse than what we think um i don't you know we we've all talked about this just you know casually and i think the key word that has been used is that it was a a consensual encounter which okay that's one thing to be true but apparently there's alleged elements of harassment now and it's even things beyond that i've also even read reports that a this man may have impregnated someone and there's more than one woman so i don't really know but this guy apparently is a menace (laughs) like really bad yeah i think uh... it's just a cleanup game right now with the Celtics and them basically playing keep away well, they're going to be keep playing keep away f- for a long time, especially when it comes to head coaching. Uh, I think he may kind of set, you know, set us back, the black community back for sure. Because, uh, you know, the Celtics that, is a, but... I mean, I mean, we ain't, they ain't going to say it, but I'm just saying, like, you, you, first of all, you have one of the very few, he's part of a very small list of coaches to ever have coached the Boston Celtics, which has a history of being one of the few teams in all sports to be like kind of pro-white <clears throat> even though it's best player in its franchise is a black player but um still the opportunity that he was given especially with a name like Ime Udoka 
for a team like that, um, you don't squander you don't squander those opportunities. Um, you you're supposed to take those and be a trailblazer and set the tone for other coaches to come. And to me, you kind of f that up. Now it gives a bad look on, you know, possibly, uh, you know, other black leaders in coaching situations. Okay, we're giving them opportunities and look what they're doing. Now I'm not that you know that, you know correlation doesn't equal causation. So I'm not going to say. You know for sure that's you know all black coaches are for sure going to be set back we we won't never know that but i just think that it's a bad look in the mind of the public and um as far as coaching goes you you know this dude first year as a head coach goes to the nba finals and i actually had the celtics winning in the finals um and i honestly i still today think they were the better team but I mean, we know why you think that, so you can't, <laughs> can't really take that into consideration. But continue. But anyway, uh, they had a great team. They had a great team, and I just think they were Celtics were pretty much on their way. Now they're losing their head coach, so uh, I, I think uh, I think I'm, I, I think I would be correct in saying that the team now is in kind of disarray as we approach the season. As the season begins very soon. Okay. It was crazy. I saw Marv's tweet when he was talking about the the alleged things that he did, and it's just like, bro, what were you? I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously, Minchie. So this is not like something that we've never seen before. But it's just like, like Jason, you've had this opportunity to coach the Boston Celtics. Boston is known as one of the racist cities in America, if not the racist, most racist city right. in America. Um, you as a black head coach, I believe he's of what Nigerian descent. Is that what he is? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Nigerian. Um, he's of Nigerian descent. Getting the chance to coach the Boston Celtics and doing a great job, might I add. Crazy them all good job. To all the way to the finals, going up against one of the best players of all time, top fifteen, top ten, whatever you want to say. Going up against one of the best dynasties of all time, and the Warriors. And you know, taking them pretty two, taking them pretty deep, getting the first what two out of the first three games. I mean, he was just he was just setting the tone. Like I thought that the Celtics were going to be here for a minute, and they might still be here, but it might not be with Emay. So um, <laughs> it's just crazy because you know, Neil Long. I don't know everybody's heard about it and talked about it in the news, but Debbie for Friday, the, bro, bro, all the rap songs. Everybody talk about Neil Long, bro. Neil Long is just. In our community, especially, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. In our community, get along and tell them Um Yep. But yep. it's just wild, bro. It's like you had a baddie, you had a ten year old son with her, um, and you up here doing this, man. And if the reports are true that he was sleeping with the VP's wife, that's just foul. you bugging, like that's you just foul. bugging, bugging. Whether you black, white, whatever, it's just foul crazy about this right is that you got caught because the dude overheard a convo his wife was having on the ring cam That's so wild. you <laughs> like what like you fucking you you wildin man yeah you wildin'. Let's talk, like like let's... I, there, there is no there is no I can't support this dude bro <laughs> let's talk about that actually Marv let's talk about that the ring cam thing actually so it's alleged that the the vp's uh wife um vp of finance right vp of finance wife was having this consensual relationship with Ime, and to the point where i think they separated at some point 
but Ime, the these allegations are making it appear as if Ime was stalking her right. and was not letting um, the relationship go. And that's how it got caught on the ring cam because apparently he was going to the house. Apparently, from what I think, that's what I'm understanding. Yeah, uh, there's a phone. He made a phone call, and she got. Um, I guess that it was caught on the camera at the conversation. Dude, I'm just that's, man. That's crazy. That's it. Like insane, bro. Like insane. Creepy. And my thing as well is that like, but. The thing is that everyone's just like, man, well, you got Nia Long, you got money, man. And boys, and the, the to, to power, man. A lot of these at these dudes, man, I keep saying that all the time, man. A lot of these athlete niggas, man, are weird, bro. I just keeping it straight up. Like, I mean, think about all the weird athletic athlete dudes that you've seen, bro. You got Aaron Hernandez, you got Ray Carruth, you got uh what's what's my what's the dude named Darren Sharper, like all these weirdo yeah. dudes. I'm like, fam, what what is I don't understand the psychology behind this. I mean, yes, I, men I cheat, but when you get into when you get into dudes cheating and then you stalking somebody, man, and you that, and then the thing is that's crazy that you doing all of this, like nigga, nobody know who you are in Boston, bro. You took a team to the finals, bro, as your first year as head coach. You're not just some random simpleton walking around the street, dude. You're known, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's, it's a bigger conversation though and I, I'm not surprised I'm, this is not and I think Steve Nate said this too is like we know this happens all the time especially with white uh, people in, in positions of power in the NBA and NFL and any other sport for that matter this is this hasn't anything to do with athletes this is celebrity you could this is you know Hollywood you know Hollywood is built off this Hollywood is built off sex we heard of the casting couch and stuff like that it's, it is you know the same thing goes for athletes when you enter celebrity them that's it's a whole new ball game the problem the, the problem that some of these people some of these people that that have this celebrity are fortunate to have this celebrity lucky to have this celebrity is the fact that we live in an age we live in the technology age you can't just do anything that you want to do anymore eyes are yep. around you eyes yep. are around you all the time you can't just do it back back in the back in the day you could do anything that you wanted because it was usually just you know a news reporter writing something down that he happened to be around it was you know uh you know somebody telling him something and and writing it down but now a lot of people have direct contact so it's it's you you, you I, some some of these people are just so brazen the ego mm -hmm. of them to think that they can get away with it in this age and as we as technology advances, it's going to get worse. <laughs> oh, it's going to get crazy. It's going so, it's going up outside, bro. So I mean, I, I just, like you said, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I I I don't understand the ego of thinking these people are going to get away with what they get away with. That's it. It's like you said though. It's like back in the day, it was he say she say. You know, a reporter can say they saw you doing something. You can say I wasn't doing it, bro. We got camera phones, man. There's surveillance cameras everywhere you go. You can't just go to a, to a hotel with somebody. You can't just show up to someone's door and think that it's not being recorded. Like Marvin said with the ring camera and stuff like, bro, like everyone sees everything that you're doing. So it's like, you either gotta be a master at cheating or a master at hiding stuff, or you just gotta leave it alone, bro. It's not like, I don't, I don't get it. Especially when you're in a high profile position like that. Everybody's looking mm -hmm. at you anyway. So, right. 
it's just leave it alone, man. And you, you already got a good woman at home, and, and if the situation ain't good, man, you need to end it. Like, I, yeah, don't drag it on yeah, for true. however long it's been going on. I don't like that. I'm, I don't like that narrative either. I don't like that narrative either. I know everybody be up here, you know, and you're like, oh man, Nia Long's a great person. I'm like, I'm not married. I don't know anything. I don't know nothing about that marriage, bro. All I know is that, hey, this dude did this. I can't speak on your law. Her name don't even need to even be brought up in any of these situations because it doesn't matter. They, she can be an absolute terrorist at the house. We ain't going to know about it. If he ain't mentioned it, then that ain't nothing they got to do with me. All I know is that dude is moving foul. You up here putting pressure uh, on the franchise that actually writes your check. You're making it very, very difficult to be as an example for possible aspiring black head coaches to come along after you whether they want to be in boston and coach at boston or across the league so it's just (laughs) nasty and also bro let's just keep it a beam bro another reason why i hate this story so much is that dog because you did this stupid idiotic bullshit bro you took the heat off of a freaking son's owner that's out here calling people the n-word and on some sexual harassment stuff while and brett Favre who defrauded the Mississippi government, bruh, out of, what was that, $5 million of welfare bread to make a mm-hmm. volleyball court or something like that? Yep. We're talking about who you put your dick in, bruh. Like, come on, dog. Like, what? It's, it's wild, man. Like you said, Robert Sarver, they, that's all we were talking about like on Monday. And then Tuesday, the email you dog and stuff hit. And it was just like, bruh, well, everybody forgot about going on since. Yep. going on since. Yep. This hasn't been a hotter news story out since he did that. Yeah. But yeah, care about what Ume did. Wow. It's wild, bro. Like I said, bro, either leave it alone or move on, man. You can't be sitting up here doing that. Not not in not at all, but especially not in the position that you're in, man. You just exactly looking hard for people. And the crazy thing about this too is that the Celtics organization been known about it, right? And they moved a little weird with this. So they suspended them, which is cool. Suspense them suspending him is to basically keep him in place versus firing him and then he can just bounce and then he don't have to meet any recourse, right? And the reason, the thing that I notice about that that's very unique is that to keep him suspended, which means he's still on staff, right? Versus you letting him go and firing him means that y'all are playing, y'all trying to take care of collateral damage. So what makes me wonder is if there's a lawsuit pending because you can't do nothing if you let him go because he ain't liable for that. If, especially if it's an employee, the employee gonna go after the organization. They can go after Ume. What money Ume got? We don't know how much money out of his salary he got paid for. That comes mm-hmm. to the Celtics, right? Yeah. So somebody got the Celtics backed into a corner. It has to be. If the, if, the, if the person was trying to go directly after Ume, man, they would have fired him in a heartbeat, man, and got away from that so fast. Well, yeah, it, it would have been a question. It's the same thing as how I think about this. The Celtics themselves are going after Ume. That's a, that's an organizational thing. The NBA is going after uh, Robert Sarver because they just like, nah, we ain't tolerating the league at all. And we ain't even about to deal with that PR shitstorm that's going to come from that. It's the same thing they did with uh, what's my man that owned, what's the dude that owned the Clippers? Don't stop. Don Sterling, when that came out, man, the yep. NBA was like, bro, if you don't get this nigga the hell up out of here, bro, like, you bugging. You wilding out. And this dude, bro, we thought Don Sterling was tripping. This dude was, this. you know how much you got to be tripping, whereas the league puts pressure on you to sell two franchises, bro, and put them on the market. 
Well, I don't. I, Crazy, I see, dog. I, I think that Donald Sterling, to be honest, was worse than uh, Sarver. But I think he. I think Sterling set the tone. Donald Sterling set the tone for uh, what was what's the what's to happen in the in the case that you know something like this happened again. And I think Sarver is paying for the paying for that, which I have no problem with. But I want to say this though. I think the situation is a little bit more complicated with the Ime Yudoka situation because it did come out as a allegedly it's allegedly a consensual relationship. So the problem, while he is a dirtbag in the sense of morality, and you know you're cheating on your fiance, um, and you, you this possibility, possible question of you know maybe abusing your power because you're in the leadership position for your organization that you work for. Um, it was still a consensual relationship and this is more of a situation of okay should you be doing this at work should you be having a relationship hell, at work hell no and this is hell no and, and i think that's why this situation is more complicated i think if it was a situation of sexual assault we would be well, we would well, well, be totally different i'm glad you said that because uh -oh. where things uh -oh. switch uh -oh. they said hey is the word that's thrown around right and that's where things change consent ain't forever and it's not in perpetuity a woman can take that back at any given time that's where that harassment word came into play so mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if he sexually assaulted anybody we ain't got that information but what we do know is that you had a consensual relationship with somebody that was on the staff and you shouldn't have been doing that and allegedly this woman is accusing the same person or whoever it is this mystery person is is accusing you of harassment. You are already down bad. When you start saying the H word, bruh, that means you went past the, you, you went past go. You bugging out. Right. You yep, already right. tweaking. Well, y'all messing around. And hey, y'all both wrong for that. Y'all shouldn't have been doing that on y'all partners and none of that. That's y'all personal issues. But where it get funky and where the symptoms got to step into play is when you start throwing that harassment thing out because it's, it's the organization's job to look out for people on the staff. And if right. a person feels that way, that's why the Celtics got involved and had to step up. If this was just dude up here knocking down somebody and people want to get mad and do all this and this and that, that's what they do. Because check this out. Glad that good old Matt Barnes talked about it. Do you think Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher lost their jobs when they was going at each other over Gloria Govan? No. They were still hooping, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Derek Fisher was coaching more. But yeah, but yeah. Matt, Bar Matt Barnes was still he, had, he still had his job and they was doing right. what they was doing that was all personal this is where things get funky with Ume the organization knew that he was messing with old girl the organization ain't care until she threw a harassment because that screams lawsuit and red tape and problems if he was just knocking old girl down you're still a dirtbag but at least we know you a dirtbag the and country ain't legend. gotta know you a dirtbag it's all it's legend. all a legend this is this is why this is why things is moving a certain way in the media and why this is such a big story is because it's like i right, if that word is going to be popped out within the headlines and the story then what is the degree of everything that has occurred and what do we need to look at because if that's the case it's like nah bro this ain't just a surface thing this is deeper than that if you're gonna say that because now people right. gonna start wondering who where when why incidents how did it occur what did he do and so forth and we don't know that information, but hey, if the media is saying that and the Celtics sat him down for a year, pretty positive, man. This ain't something that is like what Matt Boren said. He said, bro, this is deep. Here's a question for y'all real quick, EJ um, yeah. and Marv. Uh, 
So uh, here's the question. Here's the question. Should have, and this is talked about on Stephen A. and Malika Andrews and Stephen A. I, I, I just sent y'all that clip. They no, I saw it. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about <laughs> it because uh, somebody put somebody in check mode real quick. But go ahead. <laughs> but I wanted to ask y'all: Do y'all think that the Celtics organization should have revealed who the woman was? No, no, hell no, no. And it just brings unwanted attention and messing up somebody's life for no reason. Um, Bingo. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Eventually, it's gonna come out later on. But for now, I would not do that to that woman. That, that's disrespectful at all. Just putting somebody, on, just putting somebody out in the public light, and she got to deal with all these questions and all this stupid stuff when she's mm-hmm. just trying to get. She's just trying to get you know answers to what's going on, and then she's just trying to make sure that we see who Eva Ducker really is. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. It's, I, we, we shouldn't put her out in the public and, and, and give, let her because you know you know you got the toxic men out there that's gonna go at her for no reason just to defend a man. You see what I'm it, saying? It, so, it ain't even that. It's just toxic um, people in general, bro. Yeah, toxic anybody, like you said. But so I wouldn't do that. Nah, I, that, that's disrespectful to her. So nah. Hell nah. I, I don't think that that should occur at all. Period. Because the internet's a dangerous place, man. People don't understand that, man. So my thing is, it's just like. It's, it's way it's way deeper than you know what we think and then also here's another thing too she's not completely uh out the wrong and that's why she doesn't need to be revealed because she cheated as well so the public allegedly ain't gonna yeah, allegedly <laughs> the public ain't gonna come the public ain't gonna come at her like she's a victim they're gonna be like well you low-key foul too because you married and you know allegedly and blah 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 and that's how that moved and people get the uh, DDoSing people and doxing folks and stuff like that, man. Like it get real tricky when you do stuff like that, man. So I don't, I don't think the names need to be revealed at all, man. Like I don't think that that's fair, and that ain't got nothing to do, you know, with her. Now, granted, uh, depending on whatever position she she has, do I think she probably got a future in the NBA? Eh, we gonna see. I'm gonna probably oh, say ah, but you know, with Ume. To add on to what Marv, to add on to what you were saying, Marv, uh, some other rumors came out. We don't know if this is true or not. So I'm just gonna say allegedly, allegedly, she was setting up travel arrangements to help Neil Long move to Boston when he may got the job. So, like Marvin was saying, the public is not gonna let her off easy because they're gonna say she fouled too because she was not only cheating with Ime, but she was helping his fiance move and, and get travel arrangements to the games and, and moving to yeah, Boston that's as well. Nasty. So that's that's wild, man. Yep. Yeah, nasty work, nasty, nasty work, man. Uh-uh-uh. Mm-mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see as it continues. It'll, it'll come out at some point. We're gonna get all the details. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Real quick, fellas, before we hop on Modern Warfare, um, it looks like the hacker reportedly behind the GTA Six leaks pled not guilty. How y'all feel about that? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a <laughs> stupid kid. Uh, London, from what I hear, doesn't really have very harsh laws against this. So, I, you know, that's that's business across the pond. I don't know. Now, the thing that's interesting is that I find it very intriguing that because um, where is Rockstar based? Like, originally? Ooh, good question. Because my thing is, London? technically, if it's in London, then I'm like, man, I thought Australia. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, my thing is that it depends on who's the FBI is pressing charges against him because they feel like he's tied to not on this Rockstar business, but that Uber business. But my thing is, is that um, if they're not based stateside, if they're based in New York, I'm surprised he ain't extradited. 
You feel what I'm saying? Because if you committed a cyber crime, even though you based in London, but it was on American soil, bro, hey, bring your ass over here, boy. You sitting in American court. Here, you yeah. get an American court, and we we extraditing you. And then you you allegedly was tampering with Uber. So in this whole cyber crime thing, so I don't know if it's an investigation that's led by you know British authorities, but I find it very bizarre to being that this is something that was compromised in America and leaked everywhere. And it's kind of just like, well, if it was done here and that's where the crime took place, man, then it's just like, well, why aren't you know we charging you? Because I don't think, I don't think, man, he's just gonna have just a hard time in, in British prison. That's just me. Here's the other thing too. I don't know if you guys heard. You guys are familiar with the app called Slack. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, if, if for the view uh, the listeners who are not familiar, Slack is like a, a, a workplace app to, um, you know, it's like a text-based app to communicate with your coworkers and you know send information. It's usually like a secure server, pretty kind of thing. Um, well, apparently he didn't really technically hack Rockstar in a sense. The, the, the sense that we understand apparently he contacted slack help or whatever and requested that his password or username got uh he said he claimed that his password got lost or his username got lost or email got he couldn't remember the password and they gave him some kind of whatever they did they, they granted him access to the rockstar slack and that's how he was able to download all those videos because it was posted on the slack um, this mm. is the alleged thing that I read not too long ago, and I was like, "Damn, wow, great!" So that's yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, he's in the youth detention center, so I guess he'll be there until they figure out what's going on with the court case. Until the court case is ready to go, but uh, it's wild. But I do want to say for people who like myself and others who were out there, you know, the first thing we see is we see that gameplay. And it didn't look, you know, like what we're expecting it to look like. IGN did a cool thing where they did like a montage of all the games and how they looked like pre-alpha and then what they ended up looking like when they came out. And the games looked night and day. So for anybody worried about what this game is going to look like or how it's going to feel once you get it, it's going to look totally different from what you saw in that in that clip. So I still think we're in for a treat and I don't think it'll be anything crazy to... Uh, not gonna, it's not gonna hurt it like we said last time we spoke about it i think this is just gonna help rockstar so we should be good yeah right. a lot of a lot of devs actually got on twitter and actually were posting their their uh before and after like in solidarity with rockstar letting everybody know like this you know what you're seeing is nothing new this is how it is you, you know yeah. so that was pretty cool yeah crazy all right fellas well let's hop into the main topic of the day it's Modern Warfare 2 beta. Um, yeah, Jail, I'm going to go to you first, Jail. Uh, give me your thoughts, man, on just the modes we played, how you think it felt to you, how the graphics look, just how, how did you feel overall about the product? Overall, man, I, I'm i very excited. I think I was kind of, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's coming out, Modern Warfare 2. I'm, I'm effing excited. I'm effing excited. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that uh, you know, booting it up for the first time. Uh, the unit. Uh, let me say this first: the user interface needs some work. Please do not not let this be the final user Bruh. interface. 
It Man, I tell you. It is. It is. What you gonna say, EJ? No, I was just. I was gonna let you talk, but I was just gonna say. I'm probably gonna about to agree with everything you say, man. That UI was terrible. Yeah, garbage. It's it's very clunky. It just it's too com it's too just too complicated to just add a friend to the party. I have to do all go through all these different options just to go add a friend. Um, it's it, it needs to be. They need to kind of fix that. You have a lot of time. The game doesn't come out till late October, so there's enough time to fix the user interface. Um, like for example, too, like I would try to go customize my my weapon, and at one point I kept making the mistake of resetting my customization, my loadout. And yeah. I was getting, I was starting to get frustrated because I'm like, dude, why am I, why am I making this mistake? And it's just the way the 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 way it is, the way it's set up, the way the buttons are placed, and everything. So that was stupid. Uh, booting into my first game, I definitely it definitely felt different. I felt a little bit more heaviness when I run. When my uh when i'm running the the graphics do have improved not by a major stone but they have improved i am seeing a difference uh the gun feels great the vibration you know i don't you know this we're playing on xbox i don't have the hap haptic feedback so I, and i'm also playing with the elite I, I did i haven't tested it with the regular xbox series s controller so i am testing it with the elite elite 2 series controller so I don't know if it's that, but it felt really good playing with it. It felt like I'm actually holding a gun in my hand at times, which I, you know, I had the same feeling in 2019, 2019 as well. Uh, uh, it just, dude, it, it just feels great. I, I like the diving feature too, holding holding B when you're running and diving across. I think that's that that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I just it, it, it the maps the the maps the little maps that we did get they were cool. There was one particular map I, I didn't like that much. But the maps felt really good. I really felt like I was like, you know, John Wick at times. You know, I was on a bus at one point and I was being ambushed. Oh, yeah, you know, I was being surrounded, you know, Black Hawk Down style, you know what I'm saying? And I was taking everybody out, you know, picked up another gun that I had killed the dude off the on the bus, picked it up and started going ham again. It was just great. It was great moments. It it just it it feels really good. I will say that I had to get kind of an understanding on the the perk system. The perk system is one of the biggest things that has changed uh, in this one. Let me pull up my notes real quick because I wrote this down. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but instead of picking your perks, um, picking your perks, there's a new perk system called the perk package. And basically what you do is it's similar to like creating a loadout, but you're creating a loadout for your perks. So um, you start off with two base perks in the game and then over the course of time in the game. So for example, for every four minutes you're in the game, you're in a match, you get two bonus perks. Then, after, then every eight minutes you get uh, ultimate perks, and they can increase faster. It don't have to. It doesn't have to necessarily be four minutes or eight minutes before you get these 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 bonus perks. But if you're playing really good and your your gamer score and the game is increasing and the, that speed it'll speed it up how fast you get it. So for example, there were certain times where I was playing, and then I was getting that uh, this one perk called fast hands, I believe, if I remember quick uh, correctly, it's yeah, called it's fast hands. hands. Yeah, so it allows you to switch out your uh your gun your, between your primary and your secondary gun really fast. Then every now and then you would get dead silence. I know people are complaining. There's a lot of people complaining about the dead silence. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but um, dead silence is now it just it's part of the, the whole perk system now. So you'll randomly get it, or you'll get it um, on your on your specific perk package. And people are complaining because they don't want to be able 
they want to be able to, to choose their uh to, you know choose dead silence or whatever it's just this whole you know kind of thing that people have issues with i like it i think it brings some kind of uh something different to the game that way people aren't abusing stuff uh real quick the two of the most i was impressed with was invasion and ground war uh pretty much stole that from battlefield 2042 to be this guy <laughs> i mean pretty much did pretty much did uh ground war was pretty cool ground war was basically objective based it was a um basically a match type of 64 players on a map and uh big just big giant war me riley and ej played we want to we went a, a squadron just going objective to objective and taking it over we actually won that match actually it was pretty cool and it was pretty good it was working together at times trying to hold the fort down at times the best feature i did enjoy about that ej can uh second this too is that when you die you can spawn right on your teammate yeah which... bro that was so far that was so far exactly so you don't have to start all the way in the back and then you got to catch up with you know you got to catch up with marv or riley you ain't got to catch up with him you just spawn right back on him and y'all back to you know taking on the objective which i thought was really cool um and then they also bring you know uh, uh vehicles in it so vehicles have a bigger kind of um purpose in this game now it's way different than the previous call of duties now you're literally driving around in jeeps and tanks similar to the battlefield now it's, it's really different uh invasion was pretty cool too the, the, i mean invasion is essentially ground war the only difference is is that it's 40 players a 40 player match match type and there's ais alongside uh human players and basically instead of uh taking over objective uh areas on a map you just it's basically a big giant team deathmatch. um so we were having pretty fun pretty uh, pretty a lot of fun with that too so i'm impressed so far man i'm impressed so far i'm i'm very excited on uh on how warzone i think warzone 2.0 is really going to be good now i, I feel like no, there's a lot of no. I feel like I feel like I feel All like right. there's a lot of let me just say this before you start Hi, bro. I'm just gonna say that this this year does feel a little bit more strategic. Like for example, you have uh certain new certain new um gadgets like the uh what's it called again, Marv? The the grenade the that charge. actually yeah, the drill charge where it, it can drive into the wall and explode. So it's supposed Super to stop OP. people from it's, yeah, I, I was not having the best luck with that to be honest, but you know, yeah, <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't second that one. But uh, it's gonna take some. I guess it's gonna just take some getting used to. But just, but my, we're not. What I was thinking about it though, I was like, you know what, a, the drill charge. It may not be working for me right now in multiplayer, but Warzone, that would be perfect. Oh my god. Oh yes, sir. So, yes, sir. <laughs> hey, yeah. bro, think about that for a second though, Jay, because I know me and Jay are. Are, are veteran Warzone players. Can you imagine I people trying to hide up in a room and wait for the circle to close and you throw a drill charge in there and kill all of them? Exactly. exactly. Bro, it's going to change the game, Jay. It's going to change the game, bro. So, exactly. I like just the just the uh, the the bomb the bomb drone. Just doing that. Sending the drone oh, up yeah. in there and releasing the bomb. Yep. I remember when we tried to do that. We had to we had to kind of break the game to do that before you know yo <laughs> when those bombs were dropping i felt like i was in war for real bro like it was like right. it was coming down it was smoke everywhere bro and it was like it was like real so man I'm, I'm, yeah go ahead I'm, I, I'm gonna just say this last thing because i'm glad you said that ej uh one of the things that really impressed me was the immersion 
Yep. The bombs, you said it, you couldn't have said it best. The bombs dropping, you feel like you in fucking Iraq, yeah. Afghanistan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like you up in there. And I felt I felt real immersed. Like I'm over there. I gotta. I literally gotta wait. No, I gotta wait by the wall. There was. I, I, there was one moment. I don't know if y'all remember. There was one moment where a bomb dropped on the ground near me, and I saw the shockwave under my feet. Yep. yep. And I was like, and, yep. I, and when I saw the shockwave, I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I was right by you, Jay. I was right by you. It's wild because that it, it was. It felt like. We was in Terminator or some shit because the shit right. was coming down and the sky like turned like yellowish and it was like and I knew at that point I was like we about to die and then after the same thing happened when the, when the ship got ready to hit the ground I saw the shockwave come up and I was like yeah we done so yep. they have done a great job with this immersion and making you feel like you are actually there I gotta give them hundred percent credit on that for sure right right so I'm excited y'all can take over real quick before we go to Marv because I know Marv gonna get Marv gonna have a lot so we will get to Marv yep. in a second. So I'm just going to add on to what Jay said because Jay pretty much not on all the sentiments I already had for the game. So us having played the last two Call of Duties, we played uh, Cold War and then what was the last one? Vanguard? Vanguard. Um, those two games felt totally different from 2019. I remember when 2019 came out, we played it so much because that game was just so fire. And we would always go back and continue to play Warzone from that because Warzone felt like 2019. The multiplayer in, in, in Cold War was utter trash. Like, I played that maybe a handful of times. I probably didn't count on two hands how many times I actually played the multiplayer for Cold War. Vanguard, I actually enjoyed, but a lot of people didn't. So, it is what it is with that. But both of those games felt different than 2019. This game feels like 2019, but on steroids. Yes. So, it's like all the good stuff that you had from 2019 when they revamped the system and they brought it back from them. Sorry, Advanced War game that they were doing for a minute. This game is 2019 on steroids. You feel immersed, you feel like you're there. The guns feel weighty, like 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 aiming and everything like that. Like I know Riley was telling me at first that he was having an issue with sensitivity. My sensitivity, I, it took me a minute to kind of get used to it, and I think I might tweak it a little bit more like once the actual game comes out, but I really didn't have too much of an issue, to be honest, for me at least, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously it would take you a couple games to get into it for you to get you know, back to where you feel like you are actually back but uh, after a minute we got into it man it just felt it just felt like it was like it was meant to be bro it just felt real like call of duty this, is hey this dude they, they got bro they got man I'll, I'll, hey, I'll try to tell you like i will be the first person man. to tell you when call of duty comes out and it does not live up to to par and obviously we think back to games way back when we were in college and when we were younger with Black Ops and everything, and Black Ops 1, like, those games were obviously fire. And the original Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2019, and Modern Warfare 2 this year, those feel like true Modern Warfare games. They've taken the best elements from the arcade-style shooter that they've had. They've gone and done what Jay said and take some elements from Battlefield and bringing it in and putting their Modern Warfare spin on it. Um, you know, and, and it's... Uh, who's making this one again? I forget. Not, you already uh, know Infinity War. You already know Infinity War. Exactly. Know. <laughs> yeah, it, you can tell Infinity War is their best studio, and they just had to get Treyarch and they had to get Sledgehammer because they needed somebody else to carry the load in between Infinity War making the next game. So exactly. Um, yeah, man. It just I, I told Greg and I think I, I was talking to you Jay and Cam that these next two installments after Modern Warfare 2019 is going to be okay, but the next one we're waiting for is when Infinity War does their next one. 
And this is it, man. It's here. It's looking good. Now, don't get it twisted. They already brought it up. The UI is horrible. I'm not going to even, you know, give them any slack on that. It's just really confusing. It's hard to get to certain stuff. Riley couldn't even find regular domination. He kept trying to break, take us into ground war, third person modes. Like, he couldn't even figure out where to go in the maps. And I, I feel him because it was really confusing. So, the UI is, is pretty bad. Um, the perk system is going to take some getting used to just to figure out how that works. Um, but for the most part, man, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had no issues with it. Thought it's it's a it's a good segue, you know, from their last game in 2019 to this one. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, Warzone, I'm interested because it's like if they take what they're doing now and what we were just playing, and that is adapted to Warzone and the style that they're trying to go for. I don't see how it can fail. Obviously, you know, it's a big money transaction thing with Warzone, trying to get people to buy stuff and all that, whatever. But as long as they can give us, uh, you know, that new map that they got, as long as that map is fire and that they can continue to give updates, that's going to be the main thing going forward is, are we going to get updates to the map? Are we going to get a new map, you know, going forward on different, uh, you know, different, whenever they throw out the next versions in what, six or eight weeks, however they do it. Um, that's just going to be the main thing is to see how it plays in the war zone and can they keep it updated but for right now man i'm gonna give him an a on, on, on the beta obviously there's some yeah, bugs with the a boy there's some bugs with uh with like the gun oh, system trying to go in certain guns and try to update certain things i had the issue with uh my um, my visuals when i first logged on trying to get the acr calibration which is which you'll see because it's a beta obviously so things that they'll have to work on and fix for the main game comes out but you know, I've been hearing a lot of negativity. A lot of people out there trying to like dog it. It's, it's like for me, what I'm trying to figure out is now after playing this and playing 2019, what do y'all want, bro? Because it's like you have Battlefield, you've had old Call of Duties, you've had the Call of Duties in between Infinity Wars games. And it's like they took off the bad stuff that we have from the last two games. They gave us 2019, but they upgraded it. They put the steroid injection in it. Obviously, every game is not going to be a thousand, hundred percent what you want it to be. Like, there's going to be some things about a game that you like, okay, that could be a little bit better. But for the main part, this whole experience is fire. So my question to the people out there who are doubting it, doubting it what do you want? Because, you know, it, it's it's like they, they say they want something, they get that, but then they complain about something else. So it's just like, for me, I just need to know what they want. But other than that, Marvin, kick it over to you. A for effort. Continue. If the game comes out like this, we we we're gonna be good this year. So, I'm I'm good. Agreed. Here we go. All right, man. Y'all know me out of everybody in here, man. I'm probably like the long-standing Call of Duty veteran. Out of this this piece. <laughs> now, what I will say, uh, Modern Warfare Two, from you know the surface down, looks good, functions and plays well. But I think the gameplay mechanics and what they're trying to do to reinvent the wheel a little much is what, you know, I think I have pushback on. Like, you can kind of tell they just try to just throw a wrench in the game to try to make it different versus, like, figuring out some new way to make it different. Like, it didn't really move anything forward. Like, I think so far as the gameplay, how the guns work, and et cetera, for the most part, it functions very well. I think the thing is, is them taking out slide canceling kind of makes you know traversing the map a little bit different another thing as well is that like so far as the perk systems go taking making dead silence be a field order and then not only that 
Dead Silence and how they spawn perks and uh, or, or the field orders and the uh, kill streak and score streaks, that's a huge issue. If I'm if I earn Dead Silence right and I'm chilling, I have to take out a radio as an animation and then press a button to activate Dead Silence. And then here's another crazy fact that I don't know if you you guys know. You know you can hear people when they activate Dead Silence, right? No, I didn't know that. It sounds like a microwave. So if you're ever running around in the beta and you heard like this random ringing noise, that was somebody activating dead silence and you can literally turn around and shoot the hell out of them and keep pushing. Wow. Crazy, right? Stupid. Footsteps. Dog, why am I hearing where people are running and they're across the map? I don't even have a headset I can hear it. And this is off a TV bar. Sound bar. They got it. They have that, to do it. Wasn't that drastic, bro. It wasn't that drastic. Nah, it was pretty bad. I'm telling you, it was pretty bad. And how I know it was bad is because I was giving y'all call points like, "Hey, y'all know they above us, and now they're behind us, and this, this, and that." Like you can hear people very, very clear in uh in, in this, and that's what kind of spawned or made people play very slowly, and that's why you kind of have like a little bit more emphasis on a campish play style. And like people feeling like they're just getting shot out of nowhere, but and but they're not finding anybody it's because people are sitting in place, which is something, in my opinion. Whereas I don't mind a slower play style, but you need a mix of everybody's play style. You need people to run around the map and rush, but you also need campers. You also need people who are a little bit more strategic, you know, to keep the flow of play more interesting and to make you know players have to adapt to certain environments. So that's that. Um, the gunsmith love the concept of the gunsmith i think it's very dope the problem that i have with the gunsmith is why am i have to do algebraic equations in order to unlock a gun why am i having to take this assault rifle level it up three levels then go over here and play with this other gun i don't want to play with level it up five levels just to unlock the smg that i want and then come to find out with just the smg that has zero to do with the attachments that i gotta unlock for the smg so i gotta play with the shotgun in order to be able to get a basic red dot sight in order to put it on the smg and to be able like that's too complicated man if you're gonna make the progression tree on the gunsmith make sense make it make sense i shouldn't have to run around playing with an lmg to unlock a pistol that doesn't make any sense like what are we doing what are we doing it it, it, it just that doesn't make any sense it makes because here's the thing about call of duty that i don't like and this is where i have to like you know ride with jay on this as well is that like if you're gonna make a battlefield-esque type game and you want to make things complicated don't let it be call of duty call of duty has never been that complicated it never was meant to be complicated it's an arcade shooter it's not a military simulator it's not a mill sim like you got people running around and bunny hopping and firing an assault rifle at the same time and killing two people you can't do that in the military simulator because humans don't move that way so them trying to insert these realistic elements to a game that isn't meant to be realistic at all it's very bizarre to me so it's just kind of like looking at how things play with tdm and how they have these maps set up like it's just super annoying man like it's it's super annoying the perk animation system i don't like the perk packages appear in general i don't like the perk packages at all let people choose they like the, if you really want just to keep it a bean bro make the perk system be like how it was in olden days of black ops one you have a regular perk you play with it to upgrade it to being pro and you make the perks balance themselves out so if somebody had ghost ghost was cool but the thing is that ghosts only work if you ran around the minute you started camping and you fired a gun people saw you on the radar period 
make that be that way versus ghosts now and uh-oh we're gonna bring it to this other element the mini map is absolutely pointless if people are firing guns why aren't they showing it up on the mini map isn't that the incentive of having the suppressor right you fire a suppressor you don't show up on the mini map when you fire now it doesn't matter so why would i take the damage uh the damage nerf on my gun by putting a suppressor on it because I don't want to be heard by people turning around and seeing me versus like, dude, I'm not showing up on the mini map anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to basically just have a loud gun and shoot whoever I want and keep it pushing. It's not going to make a difference. You're going to hear my footsteps coming. You're going to hear my gun go off. So why does it matter? That's a valid, uh, that's a valid concern. Um, that is a valid concern. I did take the mini map back to what it used to be. It's pointless. It's I agree. Pointless. I agree with that. I agree. It's pointless, dude. It is pointless. It, it's it's stupid, and honestly, what it ends up promoting is UAV spam and counter UAV spam. You that, have seven that, people. That, too, yeah. and that, and then also, another thing that I don't know if you all notice is because, like I say, I'm, a, I'm an anal Call of Duty dude, right? The reason why UAV spam is not good, right, is because basically the game is going to be anchored to the team that is able to have a player get three kills first, to spam in UAV and then that basically begins the spamming so if the first person gets a UAV and it reveals other people's locations it makes his teammates easier to be able to pick up more kills quicker to get a UAV and to spam you with it so think about that then also if they're really strategic think about this what if one person got a UAV then the next person got a counter UAV so you can't even do nothing so they can see you and you can't even see the minimap let me just say this more everybody else I... everybody else spams uav so they consistently throughout the whole game can see you but you can't see nothing let me let me interject real quick mar i want to just to add on to what you were saying i 100 agree with you i think that's a very serious concern and i hope they fix that for the full release i'm hoping that's just a beta thing but um i did notice that was a problem because there was points on the map where really i couldn't find anybody and i would the only way I could figure out where the enemy was was looking in the opposite area where the team all the team was so wherever the team was on the map I, I i went to the opposite area that was usually where the majority of the enemies were and i was like why is there why isn't there any way for me well like why are they not appearing on the map unless i use a a uav so exactly. it's definitely no i i 100 agree with you i 100 agree Exactly, and then the thing is, here, you... for a second. let me step in, let me step in real quick, Marv. So yeah, um, I had an issue where I did feel what y'all talking about on one map, but on another map, uh, the first one we played where it was kind of like the art museum thing at the bottom, and it had like the open, wide open courtyard area. I saw people pop up and they were shooting their guns on that map. So I don't know if that's something that just depends on what map you're playing on, depends on if the Call of Duty is just going through an issue with the beta or whatever, but. I did see people show up when they were shooting their guns. So I don't I don't know if it's a thing where it just doesn't work sometimes right now because it's in beta, but it was in the game. So that I'll just say that and let y'all continue. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that too. I saw that too, but I'm not sure how consistent it is. So I wonder if it's a It's not consistent. I don't think I think it's about game modes. Mm. And if I'm playing TDM and it's deathmatch, why is that not an option here? But in domination it is. The objective in domination isn't to kill players, it's to play the objective. So it's stupid. Then another thing too, search and destroy. When they come out with that, if that's gonna be the same thing, it's like, bruh, this it's just it doesn't make for fun gameplay, and you're taking elements that are classic to Call of Duty that has been apparent in every Call of Duty ever made, and then you're just like, 
nope. We just gonna take the dots out. What's the point of the mini map, bro? Then here's another thing about that too. If you don't put the red dots on there, how do I know where people are spawning? Because thinking about this, there's two styles of spawn systems. You got the spawn system, which is basically what you call team spawning, where you spawn on top of your team, right? Or you just have spawn points on a map and then they flip, which is what I prefer. Because I'm like, check this out. Say, for instance, you get killed and you get, you basically team spawn somewhere, right? Where your team was, but or it may be like one or two people back where the spawn was, but the rest of the team is elsewhere. What ends up happening? The enemies know where y'all are and they just gonna spawn kill you. Versus if the spawns flip, how that works is say for instance, you push to, into the enemy spawn, that's gonna flip now. So your people are gonna spawn there versus the enemy spawning there. It makes for more fairer gameplay. They just gonna spawn on the other side and you gotta turn around and pivot, which is fair. Versus A, you just appear and the next thing he's like, bro, I got my head blown off out of nowhere. How? <laughs> because you team spawning. That makes sense for ground war. But everywhere else, I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, you, they need to split the spawns and put the spawns in better positions. So it's like stuff that ruins game modes. Now, the whole thing, Warzone, I saw Warzone being played, you know, by streamers and stuff of that nature. I'm going to just be honest with you. People aren't going to like Warzone. If they keep Warzone the same way, they're going to hate it. It's not going to be well received. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not. It's not. Because you want to know if this Warzone plays more like versus old classic Warzone is what people are used to. This Warzone plays like PUBG. It doesn't play like a Call of Duty Warzone. And that's what Call of Duty Warzone is known for. How are you going to have a Warzone? And the main key factor that made you stand out as a Battle Royale is that you enable people to play other game modes outside of Warzone. And they earn perks. They earn attachments, skins, and all of that. And they can move it into Warzone. They're not doing it this time around. They're taking loadouts out, apparently. If they don't add loadouts in there, bro, it's a wrap on that, bro. People play well, Warzone Wild because they want to play with the guns that they actually earned. Not to be like, oh, I gotta run around the map and figure out where an SMG is or a good weapon so I can kill people quicker. That's not why they play Warzone. Well, we do we it's did not. have loadouts in the beta. We there was loadouts in the beta. So you You, you had but no, check this out though. You have to buy loadouts. It wasn't just a loadout drop. That's a different thing. If and then so the prices of more expensive. So check this out. In the war in the Warzone beta, what it was like is basically you get spawned in and you have to choose what guns you keep and what you pick up off the ground. So that's one thing. So it's not like you just scroll over something and you just automatically pick it up. That's one. Two, you don't spawn in, you spawn in with only two plates. Then you have to find an armor satchel to earn three plates. And then check this out. When you get the armor satchel, you don't have three plates. You gotta find the plate in order to fill in the slot that you get from getting the armor satchel. So that's that. Another thing, too. You only have a set amount of armor plates you can carry. And guess what? Those also are in the same slots that weapons are held. So say for somebody breaks your armor, you need plates. Nigga, you have to figure out if you're going to give up a pistol and an assault rifle in order to be able to keep the two plates that you need to put on your body and then go back and pick up the two guns to keep it moving. That's not how Warzone is played. You'll end up, if, if you're going to keep it traditional with Warzone, you'll get melted and die before you even pick up a gun to even retaliate. It doesn't work like that. It's stupid. If you're going to make a play like PUBG, if but, you want to do that there's a lot so of mimicry wait. going on in this call of duty right now so where did you find this information from because the war the war zone beta wasn't included in this uh this beta right it's, it wasn't included in this beta but the streamers who went to call of duty next streamed war zone ah, and they talked gotcha, about it from, from gotcha. the jump 
So that's what I'm seeing. So this one, I'm just like, bro, this is what Warzone gonna be, man. They about to get cooked, dog. And you might as well just be like, everybody gonna keep playing Warzone one. They're not gonna move over to two. There's no incentive. Check this out. You know how you get your loadout guns in Warzone two? Mm -hmm. Check this out. Well, well, Warzone one, yeah, but not Warzone two, yeah. Buying Warzone one, but that gives you the drop. Warzone two, you gotta buy the guns. Guns. You gotta buy the attachments for it. So you basically gotta build out your loadout in Warzone 2 on the go. You get a drop and it's like, oh man, the gun that I worked hard as fuck for in the regular mode, grinded for it and made it the exact way that I wanted. I gotta now go to the freaking buy shop and buy every piece of that loadout to make what I want. That takes up too much time. You will die before you even make the gun. You will get killed right there at the buy station. Is there any, is there any uh good to this good to that because no it's I'm, not any I, good because <laughs> because you gotta say. understand man call of duty players they are right they're they're one they're one track minded bro people love warzone because of the element of the loadout system that is what made anybody and everybody hop in warzone for free because you know what dang bro multiplayer already sucks because of skill-based matchmaking right so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over here to Warzone, and it's just a free-for-all. So it's basically anybody can win this, and it's a strategy to it. But at the same time, it's like, hey, whose loadout is better? And that's what I'm playing. I'm playing the but, meta, and I'm playing actual hand but, skill. Not, but here's hey, my thing. This is, and you said you said the, the issues that I think that's probably what Infinity Ward is maybe trying to address. Is number one is is the meta. Get ridding, get, getting rid of the whole meta. Instead of everybody jumping on to one weapon because YouTube and streamers are telling them to jump on this one weapon and other weapons aren't being used, it, it changes the game. The other one too, the other one is strategy. It brings more strategy into Warzone now. Now was it now it's it's not just using the meta weapons to take out everybody. Now you gotta actually be smart. And and that's what actually draw that's what actually drew me to Warzone to Warzone in the beginning was because it was the strategy aspect of it. But then, you know, now we started having to keep up with all the with the best guns in the game. Call of Duty, Call of Duty doesn't have strategy. You wanna know why it doesn't have strategy? Because Call of Duty doesn't make honestly uni basically uh, a a universal gun balance system. It doesn't. That's not true at all. That's that's not true. That's well, not where's true. the gun balance in this game? Monty, wait, 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 wait. But that's your argument. You're saying that that gun balance is a is a, is the the defining factor of a strategy of whether it, Call of Duty has a strategy or not. Maybe in multiplayer, you can you can say that in Warzone, especially in Warzone, the Warzone one, you we we move with strategy. That was yeah, our. You, that move, was, you move with strategy, but that doesn't win gunfights. Yes, it does. It, it did. It, it we were, we were If somebody wait, 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 has wait, wait. a better gun than you in Warzone, they can kill Mark. you even though you Mark. got the drop on them. We've listen. seen this universally Mark. across the board Mark. on YouTube. Listen, we were top four percent in the world. I'm gonna repeat that for you again. Top four percent in the world in Warzone because of strategy. And I had this kind of, Mar and EJ knows this. EJ knows this, Marv, you don't know because I don't think you played that many match Warzone matches with us, but we've had guys come in our, in our party several times trying to do the running and gun the gun and shit. Haven't we, EJ? And they always yeah. tell, oh, 
they're always like, oh, well, you, you, we got to go out there and shoot first, or are we going to be the ones? No, that, you no. don't do that in Warzone. I'm not ignoring that fact about strategy, but what I'm saying is that when it comes a big element of Warzone and why people play Warzone is about gun-on-gun -gun fights. That's what it is. You have all the strategy in the world, but at the end of the day, you still have to kill someone to win Warzone. And we, Period. And you got to be the last man we, standing. I so, agree, but we, in order we to get there, bro, you're not going to be able to get there with weak ass guns when somebody has the best fucking gun that they made through the meta to melt you with. So but listen, here's the thing. No, Jay, hold up real quick. Here's okay. the thing. Marvin is making your argument for you. They're taking out loadouts because they're trying to avoid that specific thing. They want to make okay, it harder on people to find certain things, to do certain things, to make it more balanced. Now I'm not gonna say what they're doing is right. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bag them up and say what they're doing is right. I'm gonna tell you why it's not right. When I hear that, I think okay, I want my loadouts too. But I'm gonna tell you this: Warzone Two is not gonna fail. You wanna know why? They're gonna do exactly what they did in the last Warzone. When Warzone Two got that new map, no, listen. When Warzone Two dropped that new Caldera map, they told everybody they said you can't use your old guns. You can only use the new guns that come in Vanguard. Only new guns only. It was out for two weeks, Mark. People were dropping it, they were complaining, they were talking about it. We want the old guns, we want this, we want to be able to bring these old loadouts that we got, we've already spent all this money, blah, blah, blah. What did they do? New mode, you can do all the guns back from Modern Warfare 2019 till now, and they kept the other mode where they had it to where it was only Vanguard guns only. So I'm telling you this right now, for anybody who's worried and listening to this thing, and listening to Marvin and saying, they're like, oh, it's gonna be terrible. It's going to come out with the mode that they wanted to right now. If people complain enough, they will drop another mode where they will let, well, I'm telling you they're going to do it because they're not going to let Warzone 2 fail. So we're going to see. It is what it is. They happened on the last one. It's going to happen on this one. It, it, we it happened see. in 2019 all the way through Vanguard. They made changes specifically for people who were complaining. So you could go in and you could play the mode that you want. We are going to see, because I personally, this Warzone setup from what I've seen on YouTube from creators playing it since we didn't get access to that during the beta, it looks very PUBG-like, which is cool if people embrace it, but we already know how Activision and the Call of Duty communities ran. It's about money, and when people don't spend money, what is Activision quick to do? Either scrap something, or they're going to make changes to basically try to recoup back on the people that they pissed off in order to get them to play now the thing is is that okay there is three main things that they're going to have to change they're going to have to put loadouts in there because people do not want to play modern warfare 2 in skill-based matchmaking and just be getting their faces smacked because and not being able to have fun and then on top of that you're not giving me an incentive to play this part of the game in order to be able to go over the war zone where i really want to have fun at and that's where y'all making y'all most money at anyway you got to bring loadouts back Two, that stupid ass satchel system. Take that bullshit out, bro. Just get back to the regular form of what you had in Warzone 1. Fam, you got three armor slots, and then you pick up a satchel to carry more plates. Make it simple and easy. We don't I don't need to sit back and be like, okay, you already got the shitty UI. So now I gotta figure out, hey man, how do I pick up something and then drop something and all like cut that out? It's too time consuming. Because while I'm up for trying to figure that out, you know what's going to end up happening? Somebody going to end up running a elephant stomping asses through a door and blowing my head off and keeping it pushing. And I'm going to go through that every game. Then here's another thing that they're going to have to do. They're going to have to change gun prices. If you're going to keep, if you're going to not have loadouts and this is the route you want to do where we have to buy all the guns, why am I having to spend $120,000 in order to get an SMG? Because where's the 120 at on the field? 
you don't have you didn't have plentiful money drops for people to pick up while they were out there so what was gonna happen everybody just running around with pistols and fists and beating up people so let me you say you gotta this. make it you're gonna have to make you're gonna have to make the game warzone is like because it's action-packed the only thing i like about this new warzone literally is the fact that they may have a they're gonna have a new map and they're splitting circles that's it so you get a different strategy in that in that point of view but other than that I'm like, bro, this shit plays slow as hell, but yet the game flow of Warzone and even the progression of the circle is fast. So how is that going to balance out in the end? All I'm going to say is, is that I agree with EJ on the aspect is I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this is going to, this is a good or a bad thing. I'm just, I'm, my question to you, Mar, was basically just saying like, what if this is actually a good thing? And um i'm i'm, I'm a, I, I think we just got to see how it comes out because first of all yeah that information is that information is coming from streamers and we already know that the streamers and the popular youtubers that play the game and have big followings they they want the game catered to them in a specific way we see oh yeah this i know okay you know yes, we've seen this we've definitely seen in 2k yeah right and to where they they've messed the games up for us so i mm -hmm. i can't really well, it's great that great. I didn't know the things that you brought up today. I really didn't know that, so that's great to know. But I really need to experience it for myself. I, that's why. That's why I'm curious whether it could be a good thing or, or whether it, it, it may can, be it a bad be thing. Good. It can be good in my opinion if they balance it and tweak it out. My aim for Warzone, if I'm a developer, and what I hope to see is to make it fun and casual for everyone. The reason why I don't super ride with streamers is because, man, streamers just be playing just to get clicks and they want to feed their gameplay into views. And then you got right. the competitive side of things where these people get paid to compete to play in Warzone. So they right. need a completely different style of Warzone to be played. So exactly. me personally, I feel like this and I view this and what they need to bring back on both regular multiplayer and also Warzone. Make a ranked playlist. Take those people out. That's true. Maybe is over here and he's 17 years old and just wants to play call of duty with his homies bro this nigga is not trying to sweat and be the greatest call of duty gamer ever put him on a put him on a ranked playlist and have him play against the best of the world bro i don't want to have to worry about being in lobby and i gotta sweat extra hard just to feel like i even got a fighting chance to compete and to just survive and have fun that's pointless same thing in warzone bro so i say this the way that they got it set up now I think that's absolutely optimal for competitive gameplay because it puts everybody on a level playing field. But for us casual gamers, my G, I play this game day in and day out to level up my guns, to get loadouts built, and I want to see how they're going to play in Warzone. And the only difference between me and the next dude is whatever guns he has and his real-time strategy that he enacts in order to play the game. That's it. I just need gun-on-gun -gun game, and if I can outsmart you, that's fair and clean. All you competitive niggas that want to be like, you know what, this is the best gun in the game, and I'm just going to do my variant and flip on it, and blah, 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 for these clicks and views. I'm like, fam, do that over there and leave me out of it. That's the only way this is going to work. But that loadout, bruh, well, you can you can YouTube it after this, bruh. Go look at it, and you're going to be like, fam, this doesn't even look and feel like Warzone. I don't even like Warzone 1. The only different, the reason why I ain't like Warzone 1 is because like if you're a brand new person going into Warzone and how they uh, weighed so much on the meta, that was the issue with it. So you just basically meet 150 players with the same gun. And that's not really cool. That's why I say like just balance the guns out, but still keep it casual. Don't depend on meta too heavily. You know, they take all of that out and just be like, okay, well, if this gun just is, is maybe a little bit better or this person can play with this better, 
Like balance the guns out. You can do that. There's counters yeah. everything, bro. There's certain guns that just perform better than others. And but I feel like guns across the board gonna have their pros and cons. It's just like, for instance, in the original Modern Warfare 2, the AK-47 was the strongest assault rifle, right, power-wise. But what did it have? Also one of the highest recoils in the game. That's what it was. That was the balance. The cheap gun that everybody used in the game was the ACR. It had zero recoil. And the power on it was medium. So it didn't take that many shots to put somebody down. You feel me? It's those basic elements that they just need to keep in the game and just create better gameplay. But from what I've seen, dog, I'm going to be real with you, dude. For this beta, if they don't, for the beta, for me personally, I'm giving this shit a 6 out of 10, dog. And if they don't improve it, bro, I'm not copying at all. At all. The well, only reason well, how I you gonna, how you gonna know? How you gonna know if you don't get it? <laughs> I can look and basically see YouTube reviews and see, hey, this is what's playing. Let me see if the perks system change. Let me see if these guns are balanced out because the creators are gonna get first dibs on it first. And if I don't see any improvement, y'all might get $70 from me. Why am I paying you all to play the same garbage that you all gave us in the beta? Improve. Well, that's also marked. Or, or, or not, you want to know what? Me, I'm going to so. go ahead and slide my black ass over to good old Warzone <laughs> for the free and keep it pushing because I'd much rather play for free than you up or take my money and still don't improve and make a better experience for me, which is super fair. So we're going to see how they rock out. They got a game that honestly has a ton of potential, bro. This 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 has the qualifications of being a, one of the best Call of Duty just from a shell point of view ever made. But bruh, if they don't get this basic stuff fixed, it is no reason anybody should play. I'm dead ass serious. They strip this game, bruh. If they literally just take this game back to an old minimap, make the perk system be balanced like Black Ops 1, keep the make the gunsmith a little bit easier to understand, cut down footstep sounds, bring back ninja in dead solids as perks versus field orders, and make pro versions of perks, bruh. You literally have a perfect call of duty, dog. Dead ass serious. You have the you have the best call of duty probably ever made. Easy, easy, bro. I hear what you're saying. I don't care about slide canceling. Like that's cool, but dog, bro. Uh, it's, it's I, I'm not. I, every like, if everybody is if everybody is forced to play the same way, that's not a good call of duty. If everybody has to camp, that's not a good call of duty. I support everybody's play style. I may not like the sporadic Russian niggas. Or the super campers or whatever, but I respect everybody playing the way that they want to play because that's what made Call of Duty different. I can run into a rusher and figure out the strategy on how I'm gonna gun him down. I can figure out the camper and figure out how to kill campers. I can figure out the sniper that's gonna post up in one position and you know get a couple shots off and kill people, but I can drive him out of that position and put more pressure on to make him be a little bit more diverse on the field to play and have to move around and get out of his comfort zone to do better things. I respect that, man. I respect that. And only a few Call of Duties truly held that down. This one, I feel like they're trying to be too different versus like, bruh, go back to what made y'all great. Why change Warzone? Make a new map, make new guns, and keep things the same. It's really that simple. Ain't nobody asking for nothing crazy different about Warzone. If you want to make something crazy different, do something with the perks, the gun balancing, and just different elements of play on Warzone. That's it. You don't need nothing crazy. Listen to the consumer base. And that's why I'm giving the beta a six out of ten because they didn't. Mad there simple you, things that can change. Mad oh, oh, simple things that can change, bro. There he has it. But let me just say this: Barbies <laughs> gave us this long speech. soliloquy, and, seems, and, and it seems, the soliloquy. And it seems like the two things he didn't like about the beta was footsteps and purchases. If footsteps and purchases can take you from a ten to a six, and the mini map, they ain't got a chance. 
Okay, the main map. Main map is cool, but I, I like I said to me, it worked it sometimes. It didn't. That's the thing that they got to fix. Easily fix my in my first. It's bad, bro. It's bad. Um, if they fix the party system, I can jump into an eight. It's about shooting a dude you see in front of you, and you know what I had fun doing, mowing them dudes down. So I'm gonna play the game. Um, I also too want to think too because there are certain things that you say that you didn't like, and I, I'm gonna step up for people who do like this. I know that there are people out there like myself. What I complained about in the past on Call of Duty was I could never hear somebody coming up on me. Never. I never heard when somebody was walking up on me ever. And for the first time ever when I'm playing this, I will agree with you to an extent that it might have been a little too loud. I think they can kind of tone it down just a bit. But with the headset that I got, and I'm going to give a shout out to Jay for the, for the Xbox headset because this shit is fire. I knew where they were coming from and what direction they were coming from in the headset. So if a dude was directly behind me, I heard the door open. I heard footsteps. I heard exactly what the dude was. I turn around. Boom. Dude coming from me on the left. I know he was coming from on the left. I turn around, look to see if a dude was coming from on the left. If a dude was upstairs, I could look up. It's like the headset was telling me, like, bro, people upstairs running around, people over here. And, and then when I didn't want to run, I crouched and it got and it got it got, it got a little more quiet. So my personal play style, and for people out there like myself, we don't have an issue with that. I I personally don't have an issue with hearing footsteps and seeing I, people are coming. I do, but so, I'll say this though, and it, and this is lower. What, that's fine, but I want to know where you're coming from. I don't want people to just run around all day long and I'm getting shot from all areas and I can't hear nobody because in real yeah, world, you, 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 I, can, I you can hear people, but you can hear people to an extent. But, but this thing, right? Heard so and it, I'm excited it, 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 and, and I feel you, EJ, but here's the thing about you, EJ. You're a casual player. And what does Call of Duty do? Due to a thing called skill based matchmaking, it's going to pair you with better people the better that you do. So you levelize out. And this is what happens with people who are better and what they typically do and why the footstep sounds are going to work at your detriment eventually. People do a thing since they've been doing since Modern Warfare 1 called sound whoring. If somebody has a better headset than you, it doesn't matter if you heard them or not. They got the upper hand on you because they can hear you from way before you can do that. That's like I told you all about uh, the dead silence noise. Like, y'all didn't know that was a thing? The reason how it was a thing is because I heard it. And I figured it out. And I was like, what's the point of this shit then? If I can hear this dude fawning and popping dead silence, what is the point of the field order, bro? The point is to make me quiet. And here's another fun fact about dead silence, too. Do you know it doesn't go into effect right away? No, I didn't know that. When you pop it, it goes into effect about two steps after you use it. So not only do you have the initial noise that dead silence makes, you're still heard for the first milliseconds of you moving. And that's all it takes for you to get killed in this new Call of Duty. Because why? The time to kill is quick. It doesn't balance out the way that we think it is. And that's the issue that I have. I'm all for uh, footsteps being heard and all that jazz. Make it balanced, though. And when you don't, it's going to force people to have to play a certain way because people want to get more killed and seem like they got the upper hand. So that's gonna sway people to play in a centralized way and it's not gonna create diverse matches. And that's the issue. Warzone cuts that down because it's a battle royale and you have to get the supplies first in order in a sense to be better equipped to survive. Multiplayer so, doesn't, doesn't do that. So Warzone, I, you get a little bit of a better player experience because of how they balance things out but what they do in Warzone, 
stripping people of that. So it was like, oh, great. Like, I actually like playing Warzone this way, but now you're making me do this, which this doesn't make any sense. So great. I was going like, to say that, uh, I was going to say, Mar, I, I agree with you on the sound horn thing. I knew it by a different term. I can't remember, but I, I never heard sound horn, but I know what you're talking about. Um, I do think the, the sound horn could be a, def, a definite issue. I do agree with you on that point because yeah, while I do have we we do me and EJ do have the the uh, those powerful headphones, um, so the footsteps were to, were kind of loud, and I, even though personally I like that to hear them, uh, I think uh, in I think the base game the base game maps have to turn the sound down a little bit, but to be honest, when I think but when I think about it, just the devil's advocate, sound horning is going to be a thing no matter what because all you all that's going to make other people do is turn their sound uh turn their uh their their music off and then turn up the sound effects in the game because that's where it comes from um you, sound horn was a big thing in apex and PUBG and uh previous call of duty so i mean they would have to they would have to bring the sound the, the sound effects down a, a lot so but yeah, but I think the problem was it was just like too bassy in the point. Like you, it was almost like people were stomping. And uh, yeah, so up here, I, sound, I, up here sound like Savion Glover, man. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I think that's the thing. So maybe they, you know, decrease that a little bit. But I think Soundhorn is just going to be a thing no matter what. Um, and you know, they, I I had Soundhorning in in Call of Duty 2019. So you know, oh for um, sure. So uh, it's, it's going to be there, and we you in in Warzone we know it's there. We listen. You can hear the people's footsteps, but yeah, you can hear the people's yeah, footsteps War, coming. Yeah, like... Warzone is different. Warzone is different. It's it's cool. I, I I understand that in Warzone it makes sense. Warzone's fine because it's a battle royale. So I'm just kind of like, bruh. Even even if somebody heard you, how the gun, how it is a battle royale, and it's about people getting guns first, right? That's the balance. So someone's loud and you know you're loud and you're running around with a pistol, that's on you for not taking the strategic point of trying to get a better weapon to better equip yourself to fight versus in multiplayer, I already load in with exactly what I want. So mm -hmm. I don't have a defense against that. It's like, this is what it is. And it's basically the first man who fires, the first man who, you know, uh, uh, it's it's basically who who's gonna get the drop on somebody easier? Who's camping in whose site you run across and get gunned down? And are they accurate? That's really what it is. We'll see. Well, we'll see when the final game comes out. So uh, overall, I would say I give it a B uh, for me. Y'all gave y'all range. I'm the only one that give away. I will give it a B. Um, pretty much enjoyed everything. I think uh, the the concerns that Mar brought up was are significant. The, the sound issue has to change the map the mini map needs to update uh user interface needs to imp uh, be improved um but yeah the warzone 2.0 uh that could be a good thing could be a bad thing um yeah we gonna see um, so we'll see I i'm i'm with whatever is gonna stop people from um um trying to take advantage of other players and not use strategy and skill so Anything that's gonna any anything that can mix it up, mix combat up a little bit, and and people got to use their battlefield IQ. I'm with it. So word we'll another see. fun we'll fact: there's already hackers and cheaters in, in in Call of Duty already in the beta. So just just already, just to let y'all know. What you say? I'm sorry. What you already say this? already already people cheating in, in of course Modern Warfare 2. So they don't of have course. an anti cheat. 
Well, is it a demon where it's supposed to be the uh, anti-cheat? Yeah, and I'm just like, so if y'all aren't gonna prevent this, then it's like, all right, bro, y'all got it. <laughs> I think the question is, can they can they do it? That's they better the figure it out, because I'm about to be like, fam, you forgot all that nonsense, man. Y'all had that last Warzone game and whatnot, man, bro. Hang it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, last couple things, fellas, when we get out of here. Um, what y'all think about the announcement today of uh, Deadpool 3? I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings, same, to be honest. Same, 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 same. Um, I, I, I'm ready to see a new Wolverine. I love Hugh Jackman. Not saying that he's he is a terrible Wolverine. He's a per, almost perfect Wolverine. Um, great Wolverine. He's just old, man. It's time to move on. I want to see yeah. new X-Men characters. Uh, but I will focus on what Ryan Reynolds said. Ryan Reynolds did say that, like in in the trailer, or well, whatever the video was, he did. He's like, "Do you want to play Wolverine one more time?" So if this is, I'm I don't know what the story is gonna be about. There's literally there's nothing out there. But if it's one more time and it's it contributes to a story that leads further into the X Men, that would be great. And and. We got this news as well as the news that Namor is confirmed to be a mutant. So we actually have um, mutants for sure coming in. Like we we know Miss Marvel was confirmed to be a mutant. But now we got Namor is gonna stay true to his comic book roots, and uh, he's gonna be a mutant. And now we got Wolverine coming in in 2024. So we know mutants are on the way. We know the X Men are on the way for sure. Yeah. Um... I was I was both. I think initial initially I was super excited. Obviously, great to have him come back again. Um, so, like you said, Jay, as long as it makes sense within the story, I'm totally fine with it. Um, my only worry, though, and like I said, I'm, I'm all for it, but my only slight worry is if he does a good job and the movie is well received, and Wolverine, and he does a good job as Wolverine again, will that diminish the next person coming in to play the role? You see what I'm saying? Like, right, right. So it has to make sense within the story of like, this is another universe. This isn't the same one or something like that. Something's going to have to happen to where the casual fan understands that he is not Wolverine going forward again. So, um, right. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be good to see. We've been waiting to see those two get back on screen since X Men Wolverine Origin. So, um, I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely see it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Jay. Like, I got mixed feelings because I'm like, fam, just hire a new Wolverine, dog. Like, I'm tired of seeing the same actors in Hollywood. You work in Hollywood. I'm tired of seeing these niggas, bro. Hugh Jackman <laughs> is Wolverine, but it's like, all right, bro. Like, y'all have to give us something new. Because I'm about to be like, you ain't about to get up on screen and get the wallet out and be like, bro, I know you about a good 57. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same, it's the same, uh, debate that they have had about uh old boy becoming hulk after uh ed ed norton did it because they just like yo this nigga mad old <laughs> like <laughs> it's cool you good but it's like fam like bro y'all gonna have to like find new actors bro like you're not gonna keep regurgitating the same people bro you have to figure it out dog another thing too that sucks for him is he had the perfect ending in his wolverine career that's true, that's true. logan is not only, in my opinion, this is just for me. Logan is not only one of the best comic book films. It's just one of the great. It's a great film, period. 
Um, The way that that movie was shot, the way that they put it, it took comic book movies like that and The Dark Knight. Those two movies took comic book movies to a new level. Um, And Hugh Jackman was magnificent in Logan. Honestly, he probably should have been nominated for an Academy Award, but even though that's not what happened. But (laughs) it was just, he he did a phenomenal performance. And the way that movie ended, like that was the perfect way for him to go out. So, like I said, if you bring them back, man, the story better be fired, bro. That's all I'm saying. It better be fired. Um, yep. But it is good to have them back. Just make it a good transition into whoever the next person is and let them stand on their own without having to be compared to, to you. So. Right. I agree. I agree. I want. I do want to touch on one thing before we go because I do think this is important. Uh, the, the G4 layoffs. Yeah. Um, we knew that was coming. Yeah, we saw this a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like we, even when they tried to revive G Four and had uh, the Black Otaku go over there, I was just like, dog, I don't know what y'all doing that for because who watching TV? Y'all didn't have a big YouTube presence. I never saw them in the gaming YouTube space. Like, oh man, like come tune in to blah 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 over here. Nah, they're trying to do that television stuff, and the public showed them, hey, TV's out. Y'all better figure out a way to stream. Well, they're doing yeah, streaming. They do something. They do stream and YouTube, but I just think the YouTube views aren't um, where they expected it to be. Yeah, they, they, they was out. There's too much money. They were behind the curve. They they missed the wave. G4, think... gaming ahead, YouTube, gaming YouTube should have been funneled all through G4. All of that should have been G4. All these young creatives that built these channels, G4 should have been the instant sponsor for all of these people. But you want to know what's wrong with them? They was too busy trying to have television-made programming, which requires journalists and too many politics for people of what they want to be shown on screen. And they tried to recoup when they went down and then came back like, oh, you know what? We're going to tap into all the YouTube creators and we're going to get all the diverse heads and try to make it seem like we really care and to revive the channel. I'm just like, it's too late for that because the gaming community, we ain't forget the North remembers, bro. The North remembers, bro. Mad creators that we know that we fought on YouTube that was trying to be on G4 years ago and it ain't happened. And then G4 magically pop out of nowhere and give them a bag. And now this one's just like, well, you know, this bag over here ain't stopping my YouTube and Twitch bag. So I might as well just at least, you know, add a little edge to my resume and do some networking and kind of have some upper mobility. So I'm going to go over here and do what I got to do, not lose my freedom and liberty, license out through G4 and do what I got to do over there, whatever program they got to keep it pushing. G4 could have been the gaming version of Complex, but they failed. Mm-hmm. So now what you got in place of them, you got your IGNs, you got these other networks, you got uh, uh, all these people who have Reddit threads and all these networks of people being able to share information. They're doing that all online, man. No one's making curated gaming content anymore. And then G4 failed on that. They're doing all that on YouTube. Why am I going to watch you? Why am I going to pay attention to G4 and the other people y'all got on there when really I'm just going to G4 to see one person and whatever they're doing I'm out and that's what the creators the creators when they came back they always had the upper hand did the Black Okage care about G4 and leaving G4 well I I will say y'all paid me to get my audience I I think I think he did care but I think as soon as he got kicked off um, he didn't care immediately I think because we, you know, when you go to work and then the next thing you know, you being laid off, it's, it's not a good feeling. And he moved out to L.A. I follow him, you know, so I know he moved out to L.A. from uh, Florida. 
and pretty much you know setting his life i think he came out to la for the most part because of g4 so now you're being let go so now it's like yeah fuck y'all you know so I figure it out right you know and he's still and he, like you said he good he's it ain't like he's gonna be losing any money but right i, I wouldn't do uh, none of that man I will say though, I think there was a big controversy a while ago. I don't know if y'all know, but one of the G4 hosts, her name was Frost, mm-hmm. and she caused this big thing where she called out the G4 audience on their uh uh what's the word uh pretty much um sexualizing or trying to sexualize her or just make it seem as if she's not as good as Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb from the previous um. Uh, the previous iteration of G4 and you know she's I believe she's a lesbian and I guess the you know G4 G4 has always been a predominantly male has a, a predominantly male audience and of course like people like Olivia Munn and Morgan Webb I, I do think a lot of young guys were drawn to that so now when you do this new iteration iteration you got these guys like, hey, this is mostly the older generation too because you got the older people coming back and they're like, hey, what pretty women at? So, <laughs> you know, so I think it's a little, it's a, it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of that, but I, and, and I don't think she was wrong, but maybe I think a lot of people talk about, I don't, they don't think that she should have called out the uh, G4's audience like that because again, their prime, their audience is majorly men, young men. So yep. you don't want to you don't want to insult your audience. So maybe there, there could have been a better way of doing that. Insulting so. the incels. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, but yeah, but it's, it's sad. And uh, you know, G four was a, a definitely a staple growing up for me and probably y'all yeah, too. Sure. Same for me too. That's where E three yeah. was uh, always um, broadcasted from. And the Game Awards too. Yep. I think G4 right. produced the first Game Awards, if I can remember correctly. Right. Now, I'm like, y'all um, lost all of that, man. So, I was like, bro, you, y'all some dodos, bro. When YouTube invented, man, G4, I don't know what they was thinking business plan-wise, man, but they had the blueprint. I'm like, why did y'all step up into yeah. the space? Marv said it. He, he hit the nail on the head, bro. All they had to do was move into digital. They kept trying to be on TV. All they had to do was move into, slowly move into digital, and they would be the kings of that space. So... Pretty much. That's just that's just bad. Your CEO and that's just that's just bad planning by by your marketing and it's just bad planning by the by the company in general. It's just you had a chance, you could have been the forefront, and then you tried to come back too late. And the, the space is full now, you know. So, yeah. And where is it at on YouTube? Mm-hmm. YouTube and it's creative. It's creative friendly, and that's the thing that like is something i sometimes wonder and maybe this may be me just thinking out loud is that how g4 tv is and what they should have became i think any creative if they're smart can figure out and do and what like somebody needs to do is that somebody needs to make a network for gaming creatives and they just produce content I think that makes a lot of sense because it's more the the space is going to grow. So you got people who stream, you got people who report on media, you have people who report on reviews, you have people who have these long scripted, you know, great YouTube videos like the Ackerman speaking on certain issues that they're passionate about that they see on games that they're passionate about. Right? You need all of these elements in order to make content. You have people like uh you know rdc where he makes things that's like nerd culture but he does his skits he does like 
you know, the anime house, you know, series and things of that nature. Like that's where things are gonna go. And I feel like it will behoove creatives who truly have these elements and all of this great talent to pull together and they just make their own networks. Cause I'm like, bruh, the thing that kills me that I don't understand is that every creative is trying to build their own audience, right? But the funny thing is, is that in which Twitch in a sense wants to do this, but they don't control communities on Twitch, which I don't like, um, is that in theory, what Twitch wants you to do is that in how they market people and Jay, you rock with Twitch, is that you will see similar content creators to yourself, whether it's in size or whether it's in category, what you stream, right? That needs to be the same thing. If I'm on YouTube and we cracking and we the shoe program, we stream, right? YouTube algorithmically is going to show whoever is viewing our content, other creatives that make similar content. So why wouldn't those creators basically figure out a way to cross collateralize audiences and everybody wins? Because all you need is the views. True. That's true. And I do think there's gamer groups out there, but for example, like AMP, Agent Zero, um, Kai Sanat, who actually uh, became the number one Twitch uh, Twitch guy, black young black guy, Twitch guy uh, on Twitch. He's black, and there's a big controversy over whether Twitch is not really promoting him because he's black. But uh, he's the number one guy on Twitch now, and most subscribed. And but they're part of a collective, but they're not. They only like they do a bunch of skits and other content, and a lot of their content, gaming wise, is usually 2K. So if you had like a collective that actually similar to us, and I think we, I think we'll get to that point that you know, in one day we're still growing our audience, and I think we're gonna have, you know, we're gonna shape our, our what we want to do soon. But I think if you have a gaming collective that comes together and focuses on kind of the IGN, the IGN aspect, the uh, you know, the uh, gaming report, and uh, you know, the G4 type aspect, it'll be it'll be great. But a lot of these a lot of these gamers are you know they're usually just trying to keep the money for themselves which is fine what's wrong with that um you know grow your audience it's, you know you, you may you become you got these young kids are becoming millionaires why spread the money i guess right <laughs> so i feel you but yeah. you know maybe one day we'll see that yes sir so we're gonna see man uh last thing real quick jay one more thing um mm -hmm. Gotta bring it up because you were tripping on this earlier. Man, Deathloop is a 9 out of 10. It could be a 10 out of 10. I'm not oh going to game Oh my it. god. But this game is fire. I actually have the game on right now while we're doing the podcast. This game is fire. Um, we, we will give a valid Marv, Marv knows uh, we played Bioshock in college. And yeah. Bioshock was a fire game. This game plays like Bioshock, but with time, but with time loops and time travel. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm, you Tomorrow. should give it a shot, Marv. Um, it just, it's, it's, the first hour you have to it's like it's kind of like a training to show you how to play the game once you get past the first hour it puts you into the story and it, it gets going from there so i advise anybody who hasn't played on xbox yet because it finally got released on game pass last week go ahead and give it a try because it's just a good game man there's a lot of stuff to do a lot of ways to do things and it's like a new take on like a on like an old idea that i really like so um like i said jay you just I think it's user error, bro. <laughs> it's all, it's all it is, bro. Uh, I have literally been killing everybody I see with E. So, uh, it, I mean, does it get harder? The engine get harder. They level up. Like, guess you get on certain areas. But, um, yeah, man, I'm enjoying it. 
So yeah, I'll probably give it a full review once I'm done. But right now, I'm probably a fourth or third into the game right now. I, I may come back to it at some point, man. I may come back to it, but I was I was truly getting frustrated. I would move the the crosshair one way, and it would move a block. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to inch it. Like you're inching it over, is moving is is you know I'm moving it one inch, and it's moving it three inches. I mean, I went to the sensitivity settings. I was looking online to see if anybody else was having problems. Maybe it is just use error, but it, it was it was it was. <laughs> Got yeah, frustrated I, to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't play if I can't aim. This is a first person I can't aim. So I just, I said, you know what? I'm not, I was so frustrated. I said, uninstall. This dude said zero out of five. I almost threw my phone. I said, <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Zero out of five. Yeah, bro. Um, I'm not going to say it's like the best game that's come out, and, but it's just a really intriguing game. They took in elements from other series. It kind of feels like a slightly, slightly like this orange too, also a little bit. So, um, mm. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, bro. Uh, the story is cool. Two black leads, so I'm in. You, you already know how I feel about that. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good, it's pretty good. Okay, okay. But if y'all got anything else, though, I think that's it, man. Yeah, I think it's a good stopping point, man. Yep. All right. Good. Don't forget to always tune in, like, and subscribe all of our stuff, and just know we got plenty more going on. Go ahead and check out our previous episodes. Me and Jay touched on G23. Give that a listen. And uh, yeah, we'll be here again giving y'all news soon. So appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thanks. Peace. For hey, one, more, one, one more thing. Don't, don't come on our YouTube channel one expecting us to, you know, post illegal stuff. Like, here's some daddies like, hey, we talked about the G4 podcast. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the GTA 6 podcast. We got the video version up on the YouTube now. Some dude gonna comment talking about, well, with the GTA 6 footage at. Hey, we, we ain't trying to get sued. We ain't okay? doing that, cuz. Hey, exactly. trying to stay low key. <laughs> Word. Word, bro. You know what's on. Hey, you know what's on the internet. You know where to find it, man. You just got to go to them people, man. Leave us alone, bro. We ain't doing that. Exactly. There are plenty Chill of out. content creators out there. Being, 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 being real, being real yeah. narc like. Yeah, bro. Chill out, man. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Hey. Feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Catch us over on Spotify at The Shoe Program and any other DSPs that you prefer to listen to podcasts on. Also follow us over on Instagram at The Shoe Program. Follow us on Twitter at SHU underscore program. And also tap in with this man. Ask any questions. Feel free to follow, DM us, reach out. If you like anything, follow us on YouTube. Please let us know, man. We really, really appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you all's feedback and tapping in with this content-wise, man. We would love to get to know you and figure out who's listening to us and what you all would like to see and just for showing us consistent love week after week. Thank you all so much.